this is John Lawrence with Anesthesia Guidebook. This is episode 70 and the fourth in our series titled Thrive in Training. So far, we've talked about dialing in your why, then how to prepare for anesthesia training, and then how to start strong. And today, I'm joined by Jenny Fennell, a CRNA in the creative mastermind behind the CRNA School Prep Academy to talk about developing a growth mindset. Jenny's company, the CRNA School Prep Academy, is a mentoring and professional coaching community designed for those who want to pursue a career as a CRNA. Her team offers a blog, podcast, and public and private forums, as well as individualized coaching for every phase of preparing for anesthesia training. She's active on Facebook and Instagram if you want to see what the CRNA School Prep Academy is all about, or you can certainly cruise over to her website at crnaschoolprepacademy.com. We'll talk a little bit more about what she's been up to with her company at the end of the show, but first, I'm so glad Jenny joined me to talk about growth mindset today. Learning to develop a growth mindset is key to pushing beyond where you're currently at to where you want to go. Whether you're an experienced anesthesia provider, a current anesthesia resident, or someone who's on the path towards anesthesia training, understanding how to embrace a growth mindset and move beyond the limitations and shackles of a fixed mindset will help you actually thrive on the journey. If you don't want to just survive anesthesia training, or worse, not even make it, but you actually want to thrive, you need to understand how to develop a growth mindset. So with that, let's get to the show. Well, Jenny Fennell, I'm so stoked to chat with you. We've been talking for a minute on the phone already. I feel like I feel like we could just have conversations and record them as podcasts. <laughs> yes, it is, it's a lot of fun. I think we should do that sometime. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I'm so stoked to get you on the podcast to talk about uh, growth mindset today. This is a topic that you and I have chatted about for you know this last year or so. You recently gave, have given some conference presentations on this, and you also have a podcast out on your own show, which is the CRNA Prep Academy podcast on mindset. So I'm stoked to chat with you about this today. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm very passionate about it. Um, use it for myself all the time and would love for the students to have this in their back pocket to pull when times get tough. So that's awesome. So let's break it out. Uh, I know this comes out of Carol Dweck's work. She's got a book out mm-hmm. called Mindsets. It's been, you know, this kind of rocked the world in terms of psychology and thinking about the path towards excellence and achievement. But wh- how did you get introduced to this idea? Maybe unpack it a little bit for the listeners and, and why this has become something that you're passionate about speaking about. Yeah, I would love that. Um, so kind of how I started looking into mindset was actually due to my own need for mindset work. Um, You know, kind of all the way back to when I was a child, honestly, and kind of not believing in myself and struggling in school and find out I have dyslexia and thinking that I'm just not smart, that I was stupid. And I realized luckily early enough on, probably in early college, that it was holding me back from actually accomplishing what I want to get what I wanted to accomplish. And so I made kind of a decision. And at that time I was still pretty, I didn't quite understand mindset. However, I found it within myself to start believing in myself. And then it was funny because it just, things started working out for me. I I got straight A's for the first time in my life, my sophomore year in college. I never, ever thought I could ever accomplish that. And then when I started realizing it was because I gave myself that chance, I believed in myself to do things I didn't think it was 
were possible, I realized how powerful to keep pushing in that direction would be to impact the rest of my life. And so, but it wasn't until honestly, until recently in my life that I also started doing things like meditation. Um, I have also suffered from anxiety and previously insomnia. So when I was in anesthesia school, I had ulcers. Um, I was an insomniac. Um, I had panic attacks. I suffered a lot from anxiety. And so all my anxiety and things like that really started in college as well as really blew up when I was in the ICU because I was very, very, uh, I had a hard time in the ICU. I didn't like all the death and suffering. It really got to me on a personal level. Um, and I was very unhappy and it was probably the only time in my life that I could probably say I was clinically depressed. Wow. Um, yeah. So I, I, I started seeking out mindset work during all this. And it wasn't, again, I, here I am 35, you know, decade past all that. And I'm finally understanding more of the concepts behind it. So that's why I'm passionate about teaching it and about spreading the knowledge of it. Because if I would have had this tool back in school when I was suffering from panic attacks and insomnia, I, I would have been so much happier. Um, and I would have thrived a lot more. Now, don't get me wrong. I still did well, but at the expense of my health, my personal health. And so that's kind of a little bit of the backstory as far as why I decided to really teach this to yeah. my students inside Sterling School Prep Academy. Yeah, that's awesome. So the focus of your business is really on people who are trying to move towards becoming CRNAs, trying to apply to CRNA school, get into school. Uh, so it's all about that, that prep stage of why you're critical care nurses, maybe even before that. So how to, how to get started on that process. So what about growth mindset do you want those individuals to hear? Because I feel like starting at, at that point in someone's life uh, can be so powerful in terms of embracing a growth mm. mindset and has direct correlation. You know, if you're, an, if you're an SRNA who's listening to this podcast or a CRNA, the principles are the same. So w w what do you really hope that your uh, listeners and students um, take away from what you teach them about growth mindset? Yeah. Oh my gosh, you guys, it's such a powerful tool, especially early on. And I do think the work needs to start when you're the pre-CRNA student, meaning when you're thinking about CRNA as your career path, because if you can nail the mindset at that point in your life, by the time you get to be an SRNA, you're going to be able to cope with school so much better. So the power of mindset early on is it will allow you to accomplish your goals easier, more successfully. And even if it doesn't go the way you intended it to go, you're going to see the gratitude in the journey. You're going to understand it's a process and you're going to respect that process and value the hard times, the challenges, and look at challenge in a different way. Not that you fail. Failure is learning. You have to fail to be successful. There's not people who are successful in life, whoever you think of right now in your mind who is successful. Maybe you don't know where they've failed in their life, but I guarantee they have. And if they would have stopped because of that failure, they wouldn't be where they are today. So know that's true for yourself. And just that's why it's so powerful because you will be able to fuel your own success if you have this mindset. So if you face a rejection, if you don't get the ICU position you want, if you're told by your coworker that you're not smart enough or that you should be a straight A student, but your GPA is not good enough, you're going to have the right growth mindset to say, well, let me try to see the positive in what I have to offer, what I can bring to the table. And we all have weaknesses. We all do. And how can you own that weakness and work towards 
making it better. And not even that you need to be better, but just own it in a way that you're empowered and inspired by it because we all have our flaws and doesn't mean we're not worthy or capable. It just means we have to work differently. We have to use a different strategy. We have to own it and be aware of it so we can, you know, again, show up and be present in the world the way we're meant to be. Yeah, that's great. When I think about growth mindsets, you know, in, in a, adopting this growth mindset, a couple of things you said really stick out is that, you know, a, a setback is not seen as like a final determination of your aptitude. It's not the final say on what is possible for your potential or your capacity to grow and learn and that you have to run into those setbacks and then figure out a way to get over them, work around them, uh, embrace that setback, learn what you can from it and keep moving which is kind of the element of, of what a growth mindset really is in order to achieve the goals that you've set out to achieve. What do you think about that? Yes, a hundred percent. And, you know, I think that that's profoundly important in your life, just in so many different aspects that, yeah, you, you also, you need to adapt and realize that what works for someone else may not work for you. And I think, just in today's society, it's so easy to see other people and what they're doing and their successes. And it kind of makes you feel like you're not enough. Right. And, oh, that's just, that's crushing. And I just, I encourage you, if that's you, if I'm speaking to you right now and you're comparing yourself to your peers, people who are getting accepted to school, who are getting straight A's and CRNA school, and you're feeling like you're not enough, just stop, stop that. You're, you're, you're creating this negative loop in your brain And, um, John, I know we talked about this earlier, but when you look for things that are negative, you will find them. If you train your brain to look for positivity and good things, you will also find them, but you have to be able to have that awareness to catch yourself thinking these thoughts and doing these things. Um, and yeah, failing is not the end. I like the saying, no is not never. And, you know, it's just not yet, you know, maybe, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I think, you know, just to kind of unpack it a little bit. So Carol Dweck in her book, Mindset, she, and so she's a, uh, you know, a psychologist who focused a lot on child development and how children grow and learn things and approach challenges. And then her grad students eventually convinced her to write a book about her research and her, her life's work on this. So she basically describes these two mindsets, so fixed mindset and growth mindset. And Jeannie and I have been hitting around on a little bit of kind of the definitions or the concepts linked to these or how these influence our perspectives of things like opportunities or challenges or the success of others. So just to kind of frame them out a little bit. So like the fixed mindset, uh, Dweck really talks about like, intelligence is not a fixed trait. And we, we get this, I think, wrong. Our, you know, our, our school institutions, our cultural institutions say you're only so smart. And then that determines your aptitude. That determines your capacity to grow and be successful. So if you're not very smart, well, maybe you should lower your sights a little bit. And if you're really smart, then, you know, the world is your oyster, right? But in thinking about intelligence in that way, that's a fixed mindset and it has some implications that, you know, if you are operating from this fixed mindset, you typically tend to avoid challenges instead of embrace, embrace challenges. If you hit an obstacle, you tend to give up easier because you're like, well, I'm probably just not that smart. I'm not capable of figuring out, you know, microbiology. You see effort as not being very 
helpful on your journey. You should, it should either come easily or you're probably not ready to take on the challenge or you're not, you're not able to take on the challenge. You take criticism in a fixed mindset as uh, just negative feedback. It's confirmation that, you know, you're not very good. You're not apt uh, to be able to succeed at this chosen path. And then what you said, Jenny, I think is so interesting is that you, you're threatened in a fixed mindset by the success of others. If you see other people getting ahead of you, um, you know, people who are on your nursing unit are getting into anesthesia school and you didn't get into anesthesia school or someone from your nursing school got into the ICU right out of grad, right out of nursing school and you had to go work on the floor and you might feel threatened by that early success of other people, but all of these things can be seen differently with a growth mindset. You know, the success mm-hmm. of others is seen as motivation. Like you're not threatened by mm-hmm. that. You say, that's their path. That's wonderful. And you try to find out like, what did they do in order to be successful in order to, to get that opportunity? And maybe it's just chance or whatever, but it's not something that you should be, uh, you know, feeling terrible about or taking as like a setback, but the growth mindset helps you embrace challenges, face down obstacles, work with effort to figure out how to overcome them and be successful. And then to learn from that criticism that you may get from other people in order to keep going. So I'm sure, Jenny, in your work with critical care nurses who are trying to get in, in anesthesia school, you're probably often giving them a lot of coaching on how to deal with setbacks and how to overcome challenges. So how does, how does growth mindset kind of influence those kind of conversations? Well, first of all, you just dropped so many amazing truth bombs. I just, I, I want to hear that play on repeat. <laughs> um, <laughs> truth bomb. I, sorry to go on for a minute. I just wanted to kind of no, frame out amazing. the concepts, you know, for people yeah. who are, because we're hinting around a lot of this, like, but oh my gosh, that's where we're coming from. Fixed mindset, growth mindset, and how this influences yeah. our paths. Yeah. I just, for those of you listening to replay that, because that was an amazing summary of growth mindset and the fixed mindset. You're so kind. But yeah, I mean, just what I hear a lot of people say, even people who have been accepted to school is, I worry I'm not smart enough. That is a fixed mindset. And I have said it myself. And so, you know, here's an assessment you can do. Do you believe smart people get things done more easily? Do you believe your brain can't change? Do you believe if you make a mistake, people will think you're not smart? Here's another thing that I know as a parent, and I can speak to you now too as a parent, um, that I'm like, holy moly, am I doing this? Because it was done to me as a child. And so it kind of comes naturally to me to also do it to my own children. But when you praise someone for an accomplishment, whatever that may be, they got an A on their spelling on their spelling test, or they got first place. If you say, like, if they got first place in some kind of track meet, oh, you're so talented. You're not praising their effort. You're praising their talent. Same thing if you say, oh, you're so smart. You're not praising the fact that they worked really hard to get that A. You're praising the fact that they're smart. When this is done to you, especially as a child, and it leads into your adult world to think that you define yourself as being smart. So when you don't get that A, you're no longer smart. Oh, you, you've just completely had like, versus if you are praised for your effort, when you don't succeed, you're like, okay, I need a new strategy. How can I, how can I do this differently where my effort is more in line with where I want to be, where totally. I want to go. And, and ask yourself, what did they do differently than me? And not in a way that you take it personally, that you're not as good as them. But like you mentioned, you have people in your world that are going to be achieving things you want to achieve. You will. You will always have it. If you make that feel bad about who you are as a person, 
you will never be able to achieve what they are achieving because you're going to focus so much on the negativity versus how can you do what they did and how can you learn from that, um, which is what you also said. You need to be taking what people are doing and say, okay, well, they got a job right in the ICU. What did they do differently than what I did? And even if maybe you don't know, maybe from the outside in, it looks like, oh, gosh, I did everything they did and I, I still wasn't successful. Sometimes that will happen. And it doesn't mean that you are not good enough. It means that, okay, well, and like you said, sometimes it is luck. Sometimes it is just coincidence, but you need to not take it personally and have some negative self-reflection around that. Um, Yeah. If anything, you just want to, you want to turn that into fuel for, you know, how am I going to turn the success of other people or the, or the critical feedback I got from a particular experience into fuel for moving forward on the path that I'm on, uh, whether it's directly the same path. So, well, I, I also now need to get into ICU. That person got in ahead of me. How do I get in or for something totally different? You know, I, I, uh, for instance, applied for a job within our anesthesia department that was posted to all the CRNAs. And I, and I would say probably, I don't know, six or seven of us applied for a leadership position. And I was passed up by another guy who we actually mm-hmm. shared a bunch of notes and talked about kind of our path towards, you know, the interview and that kind of stuff. And I'm like, did he, how, how did that, and how did that confluence <laughs> influence his ability? To, but anyway, it was a setback for me because I think like a lot of CRNAs were used to being really successful. You know, we're overachievers, we work hard. And I remember another guy who didn't get the position came up to me and he's like, this is the first time I've ever not gotten something that I've gone for in like in his life. Like he, it may, and maybe that's, in, maybe that's part of just not shooting big enough. I don't know, but you know, getting into anesthesia school, successfully completing anesthesia school, passing boards, those are challenging things. And to be able to, to do those things, you know, does speak to the effort that it takes to get into those things. But I think for a lot of people who are driven to be successful, it can be really hard to get a setback. But for that particular experience, I took that as fuel, not on how to, how do I reapply for this position and get the next time it came up, I didn't apply for it. And it wasn't, out of like fear of failure again, but my priorities had shifted and my focus mm-hmm. had shifted. And I learned a lot from that experience. And I realized the position I w- was going out for, I probably, it was an admin, you know, kind of leadership position. I'm probably really not super skilled or geared or interested in like making out schedules and like looking at the budget and that my wife can attest that and, you know, <laughs> doing those kinds of things. But I shifted and was able to move into the clinical coordinator position, um, nice. where much better aligns with, you know, my skill set and my, uh, my goals and my passion in terms of focusing on education and promoting the SRNAs that we work with. So, uh, but yeah, uh, instead of just like floundering after that setback, you know, taking that as fuel of how do I move in a direction and how do I use that as fuel to really uh, help me in my future endeavors? And then Jenny, yeah, what, go ahead. Oh, I was like, we mentioned this earlier and sometimes when things don't work out the way we want it to or in our mind think is what's best, sometimes it's for the best, right? I mean, sometimes it's like, I'm glad it didn't work out because if that had worked out, I never would have gotten to where I am now. That is true. And, and, and for me on that particular story, I agree with that. Uh, I look at the people who do that role now and it is not the guy that, you know, got the job when we didn't, he's has since moved on, but 
they do such a good job at that. I'm so stoked that they're in those roles. And I'm also so glad that I'm not doing those roles. Uh, <laughs> at the time, it was like the next thing that was available to, to do within our anesthesia department. So a bunch of us were like, well, that's the next thing. Let's all apply for it. And only one person got that. But now I'm really glad that I'm not doing that work because I can see what they do day in and day out and just how not stoked I would be about actually doing that work. At the time, it was like, let's step up in terms of leadership and movement, right? And and now I think I'm in such a better role in terms of alignment with my own passions and interests. But the other thing you mentioned I want to go back to is now that I'm a new dad with now an almost seven-month-old little boy, I find myself doing what you talked about. I'm like, if he, I mean, he's, he's doing like, he's doing seven month old stuff. Like he's trying to learn how to crawl and how to like stand up on things. And I'm like, I'm like you, I'm like, you're such a good boy. And I'm like, Whoa, like his, whether he's good or not has no implication on whether or not he was able to stand up or not. Or, or I've said, I've caught myself saying like, Oh, you figured that out. You're so smart. And I'm like, Whoa, after reading Dweck's book and it sounds uh-huh. silly uh but she actually focuses on this language that we use in teaching children yeah. as a major part of her research mm-hmm. to shift and say instead of you're so good instead of you're so smart at doing that to say wow nice job you worked really hard at that like good mm-hmm. job on yeah. figuring that out and it's the subtle shift in you're reinforcing the effort and you're priming those learners, whether they're a 24-year-old critical care nurse trying to get into anesthesia school or a seven-month-old baby, you're priming those learners to focus on effort is the path forward instead of my innate ability as to whether or not yeah. I'm good or not. Yes, yes. And it's, yeah, I mean, I tell you as a parent, I'm like, oh, what am I doing? But, you know, it's it's so, it's come so naturally because, again, that's how you were raised, how I was raised too. And it's just in our society. So it is it definitely takes you a second to like stop and think what you're saying. Um, and it, you know, you know, as a parent, I just want to preference this. You do the best you can. You, For sure. Love in my book is all you need to be an amazing parent. Just love, you know, everything else. You're, there's no such thing as perfection in any aspect of life. So I just want to preference that, that don't beat yourself up over that aspect of parenting. It's not worth, not worth it. Right. Um, but yeah, definitely, you know, the discipline, the effort, the determination, the perseverance, those are the things that should be praised versus um, an innate talent or a special gift. Because then when those things don't happen, it, they don't know how people don't know how to pivot from that. And, um, you know, one thing that's so powerful, again, about the growth mindset is it unleashes effort and effort can get you really far in life. And, it, you know, it also, it creates this love of learning. And I think, to be a CRNA, I've, I've preached it before. You, you have to love to learn because things are always changing and shifting and you have to be adaptable. But if you didn't like change, you're probably not going to like CRNA because what you, you've experienced it. Uh, things can change in an instant. And so you have to be really good with, okay, how am I going to pivot? And so if you like routine and things to be the status quo all the time, it's going to be much harder to pivot and adapt. And you're going to find this career path more stressful, in my opinion. So, again, I think the growth mindset comes into play in that aspect as well. And I've been told by, by program faculty that they think growth mindset is a bigger determinant of how successful the students are when it comes to getting through CRNA school than just GPA alone. Um, For sure. 
for which sure. is so powerful. Well, yeah. I mean, there's so much we could say about all of this. Uh, so one thing, the love of learning, right? I I try to tell the SRNAs all the time, uh, whether it's on the podcast or whether it's in the OR, that when you pass boards, it's not the finish line. It's really, mm-hmm. it's really a new starting line. And I think, you know, with your work, your business is so focused on kind of the pre-anesthesia school element, getting into school, definitely not the finish line, right? It's a huge mm-hmm. accomplishment, but it's really where the work begins. It's where it's yeah. where they start to take off. It's where now it's time to you've been on this path, but it's time to keep going. It's not time to sit back on your laurels. Um, so I think, yeah, that, that's the process of, I think being an anesthesia provider is recognizing that passing boards is really the starting line of your career. And from there you continue to learn the six months out of mm-hmm. school. It's just, it's just, oh, it, it's, uh, it's kind of common knowledge that like the learning curve coming out of your program is so steep. The first six months, you <laughs> learn more in the first year out of your program, uh, then probably several years leading up to that point in terms of how to, how to translate all that didactic and scientific knowledge into doing the art of anesthesia. So, yeah, I think it's really interesting. And then I think about like as a CRNA, um, a new CRNA, you're going to be taking students relatively soon. <laughs> so I think it's really kind of interesting from that perspective. I remember being a new CRNA and having a student being like, wait, wait, I have a student. <laughs> I just started working as a CRNA and I'm having, I have a student. Okay. But it, what I like about having students is um, you learn from them and you realize that there's multiple ways to do things because they spend time with other CRNAs and pick up things that they do. Um, so I, I personally, that's why I like being with students because I actually learn a lot from being with students. Um, but yeah, as far as being a parent and, you know, especially if you're a parent in CRNA school, I think the big key to that, and I know we touched on this, John, is kind of giving yourself just giving yourself some time to know what you want in your life, meaning take that breather, get that, get your mind space right. And, you know, focus in on your, what you find important and valuable in your life and make sure that you're holding true to that because that's, what's really going to fuel your happiness. Yeah, totally. And you've spoken about that, you know, in the past in terms of like remembering your why and, and keeping Mm -hmm. your focus on, you know, what, What's really pulling me forward in this process? Because you got to know your why, When, especially when you meet these obstacles. You need to have the tools available to you, like a growth mindset. When you when you have a setback or you meet an obstacle, you need to have that growth mindset because it's going to feel you know, like a tailspin when you get you know, knocked on your ass, whether it's an, an exam or, you know, you, sorry, you weren't accepted to our program letter or whatever it might be, you know, a low GRE score, if you're pre CRNA and you're trying to, trying to really smash that out of the park and you've got to have those tools available to you, but you also need to have a uh, motivation. You need to have a, a reason why to keep going, to keep digging. Mm-hmm. And I think we would both champion the vibe to whoever's listening that the path to CRNA, it's just so worth it. It's so worth it on the other side. And I want to, maybe as we wrap up here, I want to just hammer on that a little bit in terms of, I think the growth mindset can be so helpful for people who really do have to put the effort in, in order to get there. But one of the, one of the really powerful kind of things that unlock this whole um, way of looking about life is that you know, it's, it's the reinforcing that like intelligence is not a fixed trait and you can actually grow the skills to be successful, whether it's getting into anesthesia school or being successful once you're there. So what would you say about that? 
Yeah, exactly. You need to, again, embrace the not yet and the no doesn't mean never. You know, I think as far as combating the stress of CRNA school, you have to know, you know, like you mentioned, go back on your why. However, take time that you need to get your mind right, whether that's taking a walk with your dog um, or spending time with loved ones. Make sure you don't neglect self-care because when you're stressed, what I will say about growth mindset and dealing with stress and burnout is once you get into that place of burnout, it's really hard to kind of get back to a clean slate. Um, So it's really key to kind of start with a good foundation um, with growth mindset prior to getting yourself into a place of negativity. Um, Cause it's really hard to get through that, but you're going to be, and you're going to be surrounded by other people who may also be in a fixed mindset and it's going to feel more natural to stay in that realm. So you have to recognize it. It starts with recognition. Um, and then also ask yourself, how does it make you feel when you don't know something and why is that a bad thing? You know, if you don't get the grade you want, why is that a bad thing? Ask yourself why. Why is a powerful, powerful tool? Yeah. So when you get to the why, you're able to understand in a way that you can move forward, that you can recognize, well, maybe it's not such a bad thing to get a B. It just means I have room for improvement or it means that I have more to learn. It means I have I have to look at my study strategy differently. And that's actually a good thing because that's going to help you in the long term. You know, so again, I think like you said, also, as far as when you have the growth mindset too, you're more tolerant of making mistakes because you don't think mistakes are as like, I call them must stakes, meaning they must happen. <laughs> okay. Oh, because, interesting. Yeah. Because if you think about it, I mean, and I'm the first to say that in clinically, I mean, I hate to say it, but yeah, I make some mistakes, but luckily they're not large ones, but it makes me learn quickly. And like you said, the first six months out of school, you you learn and grow so much, but it's because you kind of learn by trial and fire, which means you're making little small mistakes here and there. You don't wake the patient up the smoothest or you wake them up too slow or they have residual paralytic or I mean, whatever it is, you make mistakes, but those are must mistakes, meaning you you learn from that. Yeah. And yeah, just be okay with that. I think to your point on GPA, I love this editorial and I'll put it in the show notes from Adam Grant, who is a really well-known author and psychologist out of the Wharton School. And he had an editorial in the New York Times a number of years ago that said uh, something about what straight A students get wrong. And he talks about, you know, just the academic paradigm of having a 4.0 GPA. In, in order to do that, it means that you learn to play the rules of whatever program or school that is really well. You, you know how to take tests, you know how to meet deadlines and write papers and turn in assignments. You basically know how to follow rules. And he said, having that mentality at uh, task completion and accomplishment and that kind of stuff may not actually translate very well to being an innovator or a mover and shaker yeah. in the business world. Yeah. That it may not actually set you up for a career based on creativity and challenging the norms and really leading and succeeding in your career. Not yeah, saying, yeah, not saying that like, like you shouldn't get a 4.0 or that like it's a bad thing if you do, but really just challenging like the mindset that some students have at like, I have to get straight mm-hmm. A's or if I don't, then that means I'm a failure. So he also yeah. talked to businesses and programs that like, if you're looking, you know, in, into your audience, if you're looking, if you're a program faculty member out there and you're looking at applicants and 
you know, these are uh, critical care nurses trying to get into a CRNA program. If they don't have a 4.0 GPA coming in, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're not going to be an absolute standout uh, mm-hmm. SRNA. That, that could be exactly what that means. It could mean that they mm-hmm. had balance in their life or they mm-hmm. had, um, you know, a, a focus that, you know, it wasn't all about making straight A's, but they've got, mm-hmm. they've got a growth mindset. They've got grit. They've got a determination and a will. They know their why they're super motivated. And, uh, I can remember the guy that, I don't know, he got like the best grad student award at the end of our program. Oh yeah. He came, that too. yeah. Right. Uh, he came in with like, uh, low 3.0 GPA to school. And he said, yeah, the first two years of college were kind of a blur, uh, partied a lot, didn't really focus, had no idea what I wanted to do in my life. And, uh, so he got like straight D's and F's, you know, his first couple in, and that was on his transcript. And he talked about that. He's like, now that I know what I want to do, I've sorted that out. And he was, you know, he was straight A's through the program, but he also, unlike what Adam Grant is warning about, you know, really was kind of an all around individual who, who has been completely successful in his career. Hmm. So it's nice. interesting, but, uh, well, anything else, Jenny, that you want to sound off on in terms of growth mindsets, uh, or the grit factor or anything like that, uh, for the listeners? Yeah, sure. I guess I just want to leave you guys with this, that growth mindset allows you to love what you're doing in the face of difficulties. It also allows you to kind of not just value the outcome, but it allows you to value the journey. It allows you to value what you're doing regardless of the outcome. And so I encourage you to look at it that way, that you want to love and be passionate about becoming a CRNA just as much as you love being a CRNA. So I encourage you to not focus on the outcome, focus on the journey. That's so good. That's so good, Jenny. What a great thing to sound off on. Well, Jenny Finnell, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to come join us on the podcast. Uh, tell us a little bit about how people can reach out to you, connect with you, connect with your business. What's on the horizon for you with CRNA School Prep Academy? Well, thank you, John. It's always my pleasure as well to chat with you. You're so much fun to talk to. Um, yeah, you know, we're 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 doing a lot in CRNA School Prep Academy. We have just had an amazing year. We had our conference last year. We're just always looking for ways to give back to our community. And we just, I like to listen to our students and I kind of feel what we do based on that. Um, But Serenis Corp Academy, of course, still has its wonderful mentoring for students who want to get into school. We're also starting to uh, release more things for current students. We have our SRNA boot camp that's coming down the road, which is the burning question I get all the time. I've gained acceptance, now what? I have students who reach out to me all the time wanting to get a a head start on CRNA school. And I truly believe you can't learn anesthesia prior to school, but other concepts like pathophysiology, pharmacology, physics, chemistry, those are all things that we're trying to help students brush up on prior to starting school. So that is coming down the pipeline um, in 2022. But yeah, just reach out to me. Um, You can find me at CRNA School Prep Academy um, on Instagram, I also have ICU Dreaming About Anesthesia Facebook community, which is an amazing community to go get free advice on your journey towards CRNA. So thank you as always, John. And it's an honor to be on the show. That's awesome. And you've got your podcast, which you've been crushing on. How do they find that? Yes. Thank you for mentioning. I should mention my podcast. It's, it's CRNA School Prep Academy podcast. 
um, yeah, it's definitely check us out. I have a lot of fun with that. I can, I have the gift of gab. I'll just say. <laughs> ah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Jenny, I'm so stoked that there's people out there like you who are doing this work. Uh, getting to know you over the last few months has been a pleasure and, I am stoked that you've come on the podcast. I would say for the listeners out there, if you know somebody who is trying to get into anesthesia school, whether you're a CRNA, whether you're an SRNA and you've got people coming behind you, definitely point them to CRNA School Prep Academy and Jenny Fennell and her team over there are doing amazing things. And the uh, critical care nurses who sign up with them find a lot of success in their program. So Jenny, thank you again for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Thank you, John. Hey y'all, John here. If you're digging the show, will you take a couple of minutes and drop a review of Anesthesia Guidebook on Apple Podcasts? Your comments and ratings help other people trust the show. Also, send a link to the podcast to your classmates and colleagues. Word of mouth is the best way for Guidebook to grow. Thanks so much, and I'll see you next time.